This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Kansas City Training Camp Live. I'm Jay Binkley. You can reach me on Twitter at the number three guys in the garage uh, here on Odyssey Sports and, of course, 610 Sports Radio, where I work throughout the week. Kansas City Chiefs preseason game one uh, goes Saturday night against the San Francisco 49ers, rather depleted 49ers team. They didn't have 22 starters playing in that game, but it wasn't about that for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was about getting through the game, staying healthy, and building some continuity with the offensive line. As a matter of fact, Andy Reid said today that game two against the Cardinals this Friday night, you'll see Mahomes a little bit more. And uh, he spoke about the offensive line, giving them some more reps. Now, he kept the offensive line in past the four snaps that Patrick Mahomes was in, kept the line in for Chad Henney. But regardless, uh, Andy Reid, uh, as that another note is, Mike Rimmers, uh, who didn't play at right tackle. Lucas Niang played there. He's pretty much seized the job. I mean, you got to look at it right now. The Chiefs have three rookies on the offensive line. Creed Humphrey, the center. Trey Smith, the right guard. And Lucas Niang, who opted out last year, has really seized that uh, right tackle position because of the back spasms um, that Mike Rimmers has been going through at different times this year. But it looks like uh, the offensive line will play more. Elijah McGuire, by the way, did not practice today with an ankle injury. He's the running back. And uh, Riley Cole, ankle, he, their undrafted free agent. With him, Mike Rimmers, Alex Okafor, all participated in practice today. As far as the Kansas City Chiefs, to get through uh, Friday night pretty much unscathed, to be honest with you, is a few injuries. Uh, Marcus Camp had a shoulder, but he's back at practice today. And uh, – and that's basically about it. I mean, the Chiefs, like I said, went through the game pretty much unscathed. The fact that two guys that were dinged up in Friday night's game are already back at practice uh, today for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have two more practices after today in St. Joe at Missouri Western, Tuesday and then Wednesday. And Wednesday's always kind of a short practice. Oh, by the way, Antonio Callaway, uh, the wide receiver they brought in here, not practicing, bone bruised. Derek Nottie uh, had the hip flexor. He was back on the field today in St. Joe, did not play Saturday night. He's been a starter for the Chiefs the last two Super Bowls. It was Darius Harris, the linebacker, who had kind of a finger issue in Marcus Kemp, as I mentioned, with that shoulder on Saturday. But that's about it. Kyle Long, still not practicing with the knee. Lauren DeVarney-Tardy had that hand injury. Taco Charlton had the hamstring. Bo Peake's finger, but they're on the field. So Taco Charlton back on the practice field today. So that depth for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so what's the gain out of a preseason game? 
I mean, for one, Andy Reid did play the starters. Although limited, Patrick Mahomes just gets four snaps. Kelsey Hill, they all played barely. But they did play. The last three Super Bowl champion head coaches all played their starters in the first preseason game. Now, how long you play them, maybe it matters, but it shouldn't matter at all if it's, you know, three or four plays. Who cares? But at least they play. At least they put the uniform on and we're out there and we've seen, you know, Justin Herbert and various other guys not even play. The Browns rested most of their starters as well, but not the Kansas City Chiefs, you know. It's important for this this line to get with Patrick Mahomes. I talked about it a lot on 610, that trust factor, because that's really what I cared about the most in that preseason game. I mean, sure, there were some guys like Jody Fortson, a tight end, you know, trying to make the end of this roster. But really a couple of things. Number one, first and foremost, the offensive line. Number two, I guess you could say corner. Who's going to step up at third corner? Mike Hughes, Hughes uh, who the Chiefs traded for from our first-round pick, 30th overall. A couple years ago at a, at a UCF, they traded the Vikings for him. He's been that that corner for the Kansas City Chiefs, the third corner, or he'll play on the outside, opposite side, Traverius Ward. Uh, Ward on the left side, Hughes on the right side. Sneed will kick in uh, to that nickel. But DeAndre Baker, a really nice game. He really showed up and really flashed that 49ers game. And he's coming off that Tibby injury. Again, former first-round pick, 30th overall. All these guys since 2018, him and Mike Hughes were first-round selections, so the Chiefs is trying to squeeze all the bullet out of the turnip with those guys and hope that Sam Madison, Dave Merritt, the secondary coaches, and Steve Spagnola, who's cut his teeth in the National Football League uh, with secondary members as well. So those two things, the corner, I mentioned DeAndre Baker flashed, but really the focus was that offensive line. Getting together and get the, getting the communication right is so vital for the offensive line because that was the Chiefs. Number one priority this offseason. I mean, if you watch the Super Bowl or if you couldn't bear to watch the Super Bowl, uh, you see Patrick Mahomes running for his life. Ran for 497 scramble yards, and that's with the turf toe that he had an operation for, and he's fine. So he was banged up in a banged-up offensive line. Again, these are excuses. Chiefs aren't in the excuse business, so I won't make excuses. The Buccaneers uh, won the football game. But the Chiefs with that chip on the shoulder. But Tooney... Uh, the best interior lineman that was available in the market, the Chiefs grabbed. He looks great at left guard. I know Orlando Brown was a topic of conversation, left tackle last week in Kansas City uh, because he'd been beaten a few times in some one-on-one -on -one drills. But, you know, former lineman like Jeff Schwartz, who does the big boy club, uh, his brother Mitch that comes in here to 6'10 and does things from time to time, not playing this year, or at least at this point, unless uh, a team picks him up later. But, you know, talk about these drills. These drills are built for the uh, defensive linemen. They're going to make the offensive line look bad at different times. And uh, they know exactly where they're going. Again, it's like a pitcher in spring training, like a Zach Greinke working on a particular pitch and getting shelled. It doesn't matter. But when you put him in the on team drills, the 11 on 11, Orlando Brown is, is just a, a stone wall out there. Won't let anybody through. You know, shades of the Ravens last year. We had 389 snaps at the left tackle position when he moved over there when Ronnie Stanley got hurt. But he didn't give up any quarterback hits, and he didn't give up any sacks. And, and really, Orlando Brown, it always looked good in practice. You know, he, not much game action. We saw a little bit there, but that cohesiveness, the offensive line, the communication. You know, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, spoke twice at camp so far. And both those days he talked happened to be days where the defense won the day. 
with a defense for the Chiefs won the day. And that's good. Iron sharpens iron. The better this defense can get, the better that makes Patrick Mahomes. But it all comes down to me to the word trust. Can Patrick Mahomes trust the offensive line? Can Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Mike Kafka trust the offensive line to do the plays that they want to do? Can the wide receivers trust they're going to have the time to get open? Will Clyde Edwards-Alaire trust the offensive line to create holes um, for him? It's a work in progress, but every day gets gets better and better for this group. And, you know, just getting a few snaps, and as Andy Reid said, against Arizona, they'll play more. That communication is big. Orlando Brown's talked about it. The rest of this offensive line has talked about that gelling together, that communication that linemen have, and it'll come. The good news is this is the foundation if you're a Chiefs fan. The foundation set. I do believe they'll give Orlando Brown that next contract. Tooney's locked up. Creed Humphrey's a rookie. Trey Smith a rookie. Lucas Niang a rookie. You're going to have these guys. Like the next three or four years are set with this Chiefs offensive line. And it's a good feeling. We don't have to worry about who's starting, who's not. Maybe you have to replace one guy, not two. But this complete overhaul the Chiefs did, it's very unprecedented football for a team that's gone a three straight. AFC title games, back-to-back Super Bowls, yet you completely flip the offensive line. Well, you have half a billion-dollar quarterback in Patrick Mahomes that can make things happen, make things, a lot of things happen, if given the time, if he has the appropriate time, and he's not getting hit, not getting the wear and tear, and a nice clean po- pocket uh, for him to throw the football, or nice clean running games for Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, to run the football. So all these things are very important. And the line... That was a number one. That was topic number one. Got to see this offensive line. Now, we didn't get to see them very much. Good news is they have backups. The bad news is they gave up a lot of sacks, but they have backups with Super Bowl experience. But the key to me for everything offensively is with the line. You protect Mahomes, give him the time, we know what he can do. Give Tyree Kill that extra time, just imagine what he can do. And Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey at tight end. Second in the NFL in receiving yards. year before, he led the AFC in receiving yards, just from the tight end position. You're looking at 90 to 100 catches each between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey this year. So just give them that, you know, that, that opportunity where you're not coming back. You're not coming back to the football and, and doing those type of, type of things would be huge for this football team. But uh, watching the line, and then the defensive line was absolutely dominant. And – I know the 49ers didn't have a lot of their starters in, but it's about the uh, the group of defensive linemen, the Mike Danis, the Danis, Danis of the world. It'll be inside, it'll be outside. You know, Chris Jones, we talked about him and outside, inside, outside. But stopping the run, getting to the quarterback, things that a lot of people had questions, can the Chiefs get to the quarterback this year? You know, they can't. And then uh, Frank Clark, when he was with Jaron Reed, you're talking 32 sacks, 114 quarterback pressures. I mean, when those two played together in Seattle, now they're teammates here in Kansas City, a big difference. But we kind of saw a glimpse a little bit of what it's going to be like for Chris Jones. Chris Jones, obviously one of the most dominant interior defensive linemen. But he's been playing defensive end. His natural position where he's dominant, though, is on the inside. He got a glimpse of both on Saturday night. He was playing defensive end, and then they bounced him to the inside, and guess what happens? quarterback sack you put him and Jaron Reed on the inside and it's the single most dominant interior pass rush in the NFL I get it Aaron Donald better from the inside than Chris Jones I put Chris Jones number two 
I'd put Aaron Donald number one as far as that's concerned. But the fact is, you combine Chris Jones on the inside of Jaron Reed, that there is the best inside tandem in the National Football League. And it's fun to see. You know, we've talked about the Honey Badger and all the things that he does. You know, he's inside or slot corner. Played it, He's played on the right, played on the left. He'll stand up on the defensive line to get to the quarterback. He's a Swiss Army knife. The Honey Badger does it all. That's why teams are searching to, for that, that Honey Badger. Like Isaiah Simmons going to the Cardinals. Played safety, played linebacker in college. Jeremy Chin of the Panthers, same situation. Safety linebacker. The versatility of guys like that in the secondary is enormous. But then you take those skill sets. And then you have the versatility of what they're doing on the defensive line with Mike Dana inside, outside, and Chris Jones inside, outside. It's going to depend on the matchup. You know, it's going to depend on who you're playing, where you see the weaknesses. Are the guards and center weak for an opposing team? Okay. Or are you going to put Reed and Chris Jones on the inside to face those guys? It makes their job more difficult. Or if you think a, a right tackle or left tackle, uh, primarily a right tackle in situations, is not, is not ready, is not apt. Well, is Chris Jones, you know, going to going to do some damage uh, against the uh, the left tackle? I was looking forward maybe to seeing uh, some Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers. I thought that would have been a nice matchup with he and Chris Jones on the outside, but we didn't get to see it. But we did get to see as a glimpse of what we've been talking about for the longest time. And I know I have, and I know Steve Spagnola mentioned it back in May when he said, "All right, we'll bounce him to the inside and the outside." Even Chris Jones has been adamant that, okay, he's listed on the depth chart as a defensive end, but even says, I'm not a defensive end, I'm, I'm both. So I know Michael Robinson, NFL Network, he said Chris Jones, he had him being his defensive MVP this year. It's going to be tough, but versatility. Like a J.J. Watt plays inside, plays outside, moves around, moves all over the place. That'll be Chris Jones when he moves all over the place. Now, the Chiefs depth chart did come out last week, the unofficial one not their official one, and Chris Jones was a left defensive end, of course, left defensive end. You'll face that right tackle out of that's concerned. Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the backfield had a nice 10-yard run to begin the game. Orlando Brown, speaking of that offensive line, said, you know, this is what we need to do, set the tempo uh, for this football team. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what Friday provides. Again, the Chiefs away at training camp this week. Play the Arizona Cardinals, 7 o'clock on Friday night. Then uh, training camp resumes essentially in Kansas City. Uh, the following Friday against the Minnesota Vikings uh, for the one home game at Arrowhead Stadium in the preseason. Then you have cut down day and then the break. And then, of course, regular season against the Browns, which we really haven't got into the Chiefs schedule much. But I, I love the first five games. I love the first five games. I love the fact they're playing the Cleveland Browns week one. I have a lot of respect for what Cleveland did. I think they took the biggest step trying to catch the Kansas City Chiefs. Rather play them in week one, give Andy Reid that whole offseason. Ask Bill Belichick a few years ago when they were, uh, you know, bringing down the Super Bowl banner and the Chiefs went in there and beat him. Give him that planning time. Petra Mahomes is absolutely brilliant in the month of September. Doesn't lose. Andy Reid, the same with the Chiefs, dominant in the month of September. But the first five weeks of the season, you've got the Browns, then you've got the Ravens. There's two middle-tier teams right there trying to catch the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, the Chiefs beat the Browns last year in the playoffs. They beat the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Mahomes has three times. The last three times he's faced the Ravens, they've beaten them all three times. Of course, that's the Orlando Brown game as well as they traded him to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers are sprinkled in there. 
That's what everybody's darling is. How good are they going to be in the AFC West? Justin Herbert versus Mahomes for the second game. Played once in Herbert's first start last year. Mahomes wins. Herbert beat the Chiefs the second time. The Chiefs, it was the final week of the season. They were playing their backups. They had the uh, home field already locked up. But it'll be fun to see. And then week five, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen went 0 for 2 against Patrick Mahomes last year. So the first five weeks of the season, I think, kind of helped define who and what the Chiefs are and who and what the AFC is uh, when, when you kind of look at the, at the first five weeks of the season. But I did mention cut-down days. Um, first cut-down days, there's 90-minute training camp now. It goes to 85 get players. Uh, the cut-down days tomorrow, they go from 90 to 85. The following week at the second preseason game on Tuesday, it goes from 85 to 80. And then you'll play your final preseason game. Then the last cuts come the 31st, where rosters are shaved all the way down to 53. Then you get to figure out your practice squad, who you want to keep. Again, six players uh, can have two years or more experience. It's something different they tried last year. 16 players in the practice squad. You can protect for four players per week. And, of course, two guys are usually elevated during game week because the game day roster goes from 53 to 55. So a lot of decisions for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of a side note, we didn't really mention it, but uh, the wide receiver group, I'm not concerned with the wide receivers or Sammy Watkins leaving because they've got enough talent, receiving talent with this team. Byron Pringle got a touchdown this past week. He's the player that got the first touchdown for the, or the first pass for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know, these guys are behind McCall Hardman, Tyreek Hill. But really, it's a group of guys, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. You know, throw them in the equation. Then a guy like Marcus Kemp gives uh, the Chiefs something they don't have, that 6'4 body, a wide receiver. Uh, hurt his shoulder a little bit on Saturday night, but he's been flashing at training camp. Then there's the rookie Cornell Powell. They drafted at the Clemson this year. Not so worried about the receivers because I think a lot of those extra catches are going to come from the backfield. I think it's going to come from uh, Noah Gray, the tight end they drafted out of Duke. Didn't have a great game on Saturday night. Let one throw the ball between his hands. Got intercepted. He'll learn from that again. It's a preseason game. Not really worried about it. The guys that the Chiefs will be counting on, delivered. Except maybe if we want to talk kicker and Harrison Butker missed uh, another extra point. Uh, he was one of the last in the league in extra points last year, but one a top 10 guy as far as field goals. So which would you rather have, field goals or extra point consistency? Personally, I'd rather see the Chiefs go for two once in a while keep Patrick Mahomes, keep Travis Kelsey, keep Tyree Kill, keep all those guys on, on the football field for a chance at a two-point conversion. Whether they try that more or not, I don't know. We'll see how Harrison Butker does. But as far as wide receivers as well, I mentioned Dur 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 Fountain. They really wanted to give him a look. Dries Fountain got a lot of looks in, in the San Francisco game. Um, this is second football team here with the Chiefs. Really gave him a look. Who knows this week? It might be the Marcus Kemp game. Uh, Jody Fortson uh, trying to make this roster as a tight end at a nice uh, one-handed grab. He's had a nice training camp. Former uh, Division II wide receiver at Valdosta State. Uh, he's been with the Chiefs last couple of years on the practice squad. He gained 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, but can he block? That's the big question because you got to be able to block. The Chiefs are like running a lot of double tights, a lot of 12 personnel, or they'll go 13 personnel with three tight ends. But um, can he block? Can he block? That's a question. Because Travis Kelsey is your first tight end. Blake Bell is probably your number two because of his blocking acumen. And he can catch the catch-all pass 
uh, occasional pass as well as he caught a touchdown two years ago against the Texans in the playoffs. But he's a really good, one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Third tight end would be a rookie, Noah Gray. You know, he'll make or he'll have a roster spot. Then the question comes to the fourth roster spot. Are the Chiefs going to keep four tight ends with a with a dream of doing that? They do like to run 12 and 13 personnel. Huh? And then is the fullback expendable? Michael Burton, because I know he played a lot of special teams in New Orleans. I know the Chiefs value him on special teams. But again, there's some decisions to be made. So it's one of the biggest decisions, if you keep four tight ends or not. The Chiefs are relatively set. But it's not about those guys. It's about the guys that are starting. It's about this offensive line. It's about protecting Patrick Mahomes. It's about giving Patrick Mahomes the time in the pocket. I'm looking forward. We'll, we'll have a preview of the Cardinals and Chiefs coming up Friday, 2 to 2.30. I appreciate you watching Kansas City Turning Camp Live. And again, if you want to uh, hit me up on Twitter with a certain question, at the number three, guys in the garage. Uh, I work here at 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, or you can email me, jbinkley at 610sports.com. Uh, Again, Chiefs, two more practices in St. Joe, then they'll break camp, resume it at Arrowhead Stadium. And, folks, we got football back, man. It was so nice to have a preseason game. If not having one last year, it's like you kind of take it for granted. I enjoy preseason football because you're always looking for something. This week we looked at offensive line. Talk about it again Friday, what we'll be looking for in preseason game number two. But I have a feeling a lot of the same things we were looking for in week one will happen in week two. Anyway, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the uh, week. I'll be back on Friday talking some Kansas City Chiefs with you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.